Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cream Sports Newsreel with Frederick March, pinch hitting for Bill Stern. OHJ Cream and the Stern is far away. This is his vacation and play. Till the day when he returns, we know that you'll be glad to learn. We bring you Mr. Frederick March. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, Bill Stern is on the last week of his annual summer vacation, and during his vacation, Colgate has brought you distinguished movie stars. Tonight, transcribed, you'll hear Frederick March. And here he is in person, the famous star of stage, screen, and radio, Mr. Frederick March. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Frederick March. I'd like to tell you a story tonight, a story I think is rather strange. It's about a boy who wanted to be a soldier. All because of two towns in the state of Wisconsin. Two towns that do not exist. In a moment, I'll tell you this amazing story of a boy in two Wisconsin towns that you cannot find on any map. But first, here's a word from Colgate. Say, fellas, if shaving punishes your face, if it leaves you with that drawn, scraped, tender feeling... Try Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream. Colgate Brushless truly smooths and sweetens the shave, makes it really comfortable. Prove it to yourself on this great proposition. There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Yes, it will, and here's why. Because it's light and fine-textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or skip when you use Colgate Brushless, but cuts through clean and smooth. Just try Colgate Brushless. See and feel the difference that light, fine texture makes. Why the toughest whiskers sweep off at the very touch of the razor, close and smooth. And there's no aftershave rawness or tenderness. Your face feels comfortable and refreshed. Get a large or giant-sized tube or jar of Colgate Brushless shaving cream tomorrow. Use it a week. If that doesn't convince you, Colgate Brushless is the ideal shave. Send the carton top to Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. You'll get $1 quick. You can't lose on this proposition. There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. And here again is Frederick March. All right, let's get on with the story. The story of a boy named Arthur who many years ago lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> As a boy, Arthur's life was no different than any other boy's life in a small town before the turn of the century, except for one thing. Arthur was very small. So small that all the other kids called him Pee-wee. Everywhere Arthur went, he would always hear somebody shout at him, Hey, Pee-wee, when are you going to grow up? 
But Arthur was pretty good-natured about the kidding he got until one day when something happened to his father. His father who was running for lieutenant governor of the state of Wisconsin. For when Arthur's father was elected lieutenant governor of the state of Wisconsin, it was discovered he received votes from two towns in the state of Wisconsin that did not exist. Yes, that's right. And even though Arthur's father was perfectly innocent, he resigned his position because nobody could explain the votes he received from the two Wisconsin towns that did not exist. However, everywhere Arthur went after that election, the kids used to yell at him. Pee-wee's father's a crook! Pee-wee's father's a crook! That made Arthur pretty mad. And he used to try to beat up every boy who called him Pee-wee. Only Arthur wasn't big enough. He was just too small to lick anybody. So from then on, Arthur decided that he was going to be a soldier. He was going to learn how to fight like a man. From that time on, he rode horses, he wrestled, he boxed, he marched, he practiced drilling. And finally, when he was 16 years old, he went to his father and said, Father, I'm going to join the army. You're going to what? I'm going to join the army. Now look, son, I know how you feel about your size. Oh, yes, yes, I know. But you're too small to be a soldier. Father, I'm not. My boy, I say you are. And I also say you're not going to join this army or any other army. I'm sorry, Father, but I don't Son, those are my orders. And you're going to obey those orders. From now on, I shall have a detective watching every move you make when you're away from home. However, it wasn't long after that that he called Arthur into his room one day and said to the boy, Um, Arthur, I'm convinced you really want to be a soldier more than anything else in the world. Yes, sir, I do. All right, then. If you promise me you'll study military strategy for one year at home, I'll give my consent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I promise. Arthur kept that promise he'd made to his father. He studied military strategy for one solid year, studied hard, so that at the end of that year, when he was only 17 years old, his dream came true. He was commissioned a first lieutenant in the 24th Wisconsin Infantry. But a terrible thing happened to him. On the very day he was commissioned, he was ordered to put his men through close-order drills. Arthur strode out in the field, his new lieutenant's bar shining in the sun, halted in front of the man and shouted, Company! Depart! Right face! Forward! <laughs> Just at that moment, one of the men in Arthur's company began to laugh. He began to laugh because Arthur looked so small and his, his brand new lieutenant's uniform seemed too big for him. In his new uniform, he looked like a tiny little rooster. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> that one man laughing was too much for the rest of the men. They all began to laugh. Arthur stood quite still, his face getting redder and redder, until he heard his captain call. Lieutenant, come into the orderly room. I want to talk to you. In the orderly room, Arthur stood before his captain, who said, Lieutenant... You're a mighty little runt, aren't you? Yes, sir. But I'm called Pee-wee, sir, not runt. All right, Lieutenant Pee-wee. I don't know how you got in the army, but if you can't handle men any better than what I just saw, you won't last long. Captain, I may be small, but I'll always do my duty. And someday, sir, you and everybody else will find that out. In spite of this almost disastrous beginning, Arthur stayed in the army, and as he said, he did his duty. 
He had to work twice as hard as any other man, not only because he was smaller, but because he had to gain the confidence of men who could do all the things a soldier must do much more easily than he could do them. And so Arthur continued to study and build himself up physically. And what is more important, he gained the respect and admiration of both his men and his superiors. No longer did they call him Pee-wee. Oh, instead, jokingly, in a friendly fashion, he was called the Boy Lieutenant. And then, suddenly, disaster struck the country. For America was plunged in the terrible Civil War. Arthur marched off to war with the 24th Wisconsin Infantry. He marched down to Tennessee, where they were placed under the command of General Sherman. That was the year of 1863. And on November 25th of that year, Arthur and his men found themselves rushed up as reinforcements in the great deciding Battle of Chattanooga. That day, November 25th, 1863, the 24th Wisconsin Infantry stood before Missionary Ridge, a high crest of Lookout Mountain, with orders to take that ridge at all costs. Finally, the exhausted men almost reached the top of Missionary Ridge, but their strength had given up. Their spirits could carry them forward no longer. Three times, three men carrying their country's flag rushed to the top to plant that flag on the ridge. And three times, three men were shot dead. And suddenly, a small figure jumped up from the ground. The figure of Lieutenant Peewee. His uniform was torn and soaked with sweat. He was smeared with dirt and the blood from two wounds he had received. He was gasping for breath. But as the men watched, Lieutenant Peewee, the boy lieutenant, stood erect with his mouth set in a grim line and his eyes blazing, he slowly began marching to the top of Missionary Ridge, carrying his country's flag high above his head. The enemy saw him reaching the top and poured everything they had at the lone figure on the top of the ridge. But miraculously, not a shot touched him. He planted the flag that day on the top of the ridge. And then turning to the men watching below, he yelled above the fury of the battle, Three cheers for the flag! Arthur had saved the day for the Union forces, for by his action, his men were given new life and courage. They went forward to take Missionary Ridge to help win the Battle of Chattanooga, one of the most important Union victories of the Civil War. Two years after Missionary Ridge, Pee Wee was promoted to the rank of Lieutenant Colonel, and in 1870, he was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor and cited for extreme bravery in action. For seizing the colors of his regiment at a critical moment and planting them on a captured work on the crest of Missionary Ridge. But as pleased as he was with that honor, he was more pleased and proud of his new young son, of whom he said, I only wish that my son could follow in my footsteps. Arthur's life ran smoothly until the day in 1912 when he went to a reunion of the members of the old 24th Wisconsin Infantry. The reunion was held in the Grand Army Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And on that day, Arthur made a speech. There were many members of the old 24th there that day. And as Arthur stood up on the speaker's platform, they all rose and applauded him. Arthur smiled and then raised his hand and stood waiting for the applause to die down. And then he began his speech. Gentlemen, friends, 
Little did I think, as we started out on that march with General Sherman so long ago, that so many of us would be spared to see Wisconsin again. Your indomitable regiment... There was a double. Your indomitable regiment... Catch him! He's falling! What's the matter? When the men in the Grand Army Hall reached the speaker's platform... They knew that Arthur was dead. Yes, Pee-wee was dead. Well, that's the story, ladies and gentlemen. The story of a boy named Arthur. A boy who was so small that he was called Pee-wee. And yet whose courage and bravery was so great and strong that he went on to become one of the great soldiers of our American history. But you remember I told you that Arthur had a son whom he hoped would follow in his footsteps, a son of whom he was so proud. While Arthur's son not only followed in his father's footsteps, but went far beyond his father in fame. Yes, Arthur's son became world famous. He's famous today. You'll know him when I tell you that his father was Arthur MacArthur. And that world-famous son you know today is General Douglas MacArthur, the commander of our forces in the Far East. I'll be back in just a moment, but first, here's Arthur Gary. Men, a shaving cream has to be mighty good to make such a proposition as this. There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Try it and see for yourself. You'll discover this. Because it's light and fine-textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or skip when you use Colgate Brushless, but cuts through clean and smooth. Yes, that light, fine-textured Colgate Brushless really fixes tough whiskers, makes shaving wonderfully fast, slick, and easy, and leaves your face delightfully relaxed and comfortable. Tomorrow, buy a large or giant-sized tube or jar of Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream. Use it a week. If you're not convinced, then, that it makes shaving right for you, Colgate will send you one dollar. Just mail the carton top to Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. How about it? There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Now back to Frederick March. Thank you for listening to my story. Next week, Bill Stern and I hope you'll join me in listening to Bill when he's back at the old stand. Good night. Thank you, Frederick March. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Frederick March pinch hitting for Bill Stern. And many thanks from Colgate, Pancho Tone, Boris Karloff, and Basil Rathbone for your fine performances as well. Next Friday night, we'll be back. Same time, same stations. Until then, watch for Bill Stern on the screens of your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night, when Bill Stern returns, this is Arthur Gary wishing you all a good, good night. Colgate Shave Cream and Bill Stern is far away. Next Friday night, you'll find him here and hear him say, Good evening, every one of you. I'm glad to be back here with you. Next Friday night, you'll hear... The Bill Stern Show tonight was transcribed and produced by Charles Kebby and came to you from New York. Remember, Bill Stern returns from London to be with you in person next week. The Summer Symphony's guest is Zeno Francescotti, Sunday on NBC. NBC.